0: From the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the G and Ursula Show with G.
1: Scott and Ursula Voightine.
0: Happy fresh Fridays on the G and Ursula Show. Ursula, it's 11 o'clock. I know. (laughs) Does it feel like it's still January? We're already on February 9th.
2: Rolling, right? (laughs) I know. Before you know it, it's going to be your favorite time of the year. You going back to the pool this year?
0: Oh, yes. Okay. I was already... I'm going to be in Vegas in about a week and a half. Yeah. I was looking to see if it, Vegas had full weather. No. The, the answer is no. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 61 degrees would be the high. Yeah. In a week and a half.
2: Oh, I want to tell you, you something. Yeah. I and mean, I'm telling everyone something. And I don't know if you guys have gone through this, but uh, I don't really like Vegas anymore.
0: You've outgrown it.
2: Yeah. It's too much. It's, it's just, hard
0: to go there and relax. I think because you have so much frenetic activity around you all the time. Yeah. That if you go there, it's just like on steroids. Yeah. And
2: then if you go there, <laughs> especially if you go there and you don't drink,
0: mm, that's a big one. I don't drink, but there's other things. Like do. man.
2: So, anyways, I'm yeah. not really. Yes. A Vegas then you fan. see.
0: Then you see the crazies for all. Oh, the, in all and, their glory. Oh, and also, <laughs> the people watching
2: isn't as fun when you ha- when you don't have a drink. I'm just sharing this with y'all. Like, like, look, look, I just left. I just left Vegas.
0: Yes, I know you were just there
2: last night. And my biggest drink was a sugar-free Red Bull. (laughs) (laughs) I got to stop that because you can get some yes. heart palpitation. But anyway, yes. um, yeah, it, it's just not fun.
0: Hey, text us. Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line 888-973-5476-888-973-Cairo. Uh, so far, everybody loves my new Super Bowl menu. I'm dropping the whole chili thing. Yeah. And when I said chili, no one was getting excited. No, I said, not excited. The end, it. Cause Everyone's excited. Because
2: the chili folks know.
0: <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. We're going to be talking about uh, more fun Super Bowl stuff, and then we'll just wrap up your whole. Best advice if you're going to a party. All right. Hey, chef, come
2: on, man. Make this fun. It's Friday. Be like the teacher. Remember back in the day when the teacher rolled in the VCR <laughs> yeah, and yeah. the TV? And you know, yeah. like, yeah, we yeah. really chilling. Agree to disagree. Brought to you by Guarded Roofing and Gutters. One of these days, we just got to take off the gloves. Just really go at
1: it. <sighs> I got to start with some controversial broccoli here, though, G. Uh, there are two bills in the Washington State House and Senate that would allow striking workers in our state to collect unemployment while they they are on strike. Ursula, the idea here is that uh, striking workers don't often have a lot of leverage, and state lawmakers think that this would be a boost to workers. Obviously, it would hurt profits potentially. What say you about this?
0: I would disagree. Not that I don't support workers or uh, feel like, you know, workers who are really unhappy, shouldn't have the right to strike. But if you are choosing to stop work um, and then you expect to be paid, I think that would be an incentive for more people to do these work stoppages, which I don't think is right either. So this, in, this bill in particular is a Democrat-sponsored proposal. It has passed along party lines, and um, I don't believe it should become law.
2: Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and, and, and be with Ursula on this. Okay. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's safer to do that. It's easier mm-hmm. to well, do what, that. How do
0: you really feel, though? I mean, if, if someone goes on strike, if, if if you decide, so if we were a union shop, would you expect to be paid while you are striking against the company?
2: No. No. That, that, I, I mean, imagine that. So I'm going to go on strike, <laughs> yeah. and while I'm on strike, it's uh-huh. mandatory yes. that you pay me.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: okay. Well, if you really are being serious, if you are in a larger union, you do have strike insurance that you pay into, and you do receive a portion of your paycheck while you're on strike. I know that. The problem is that with smaller unions, uh, they don't have the critical mass of you know union dues, etc., to be able to fund that. Who pays for unemployment insurance? It's the employer. Who pays when unemployment your unemployment insurance goes up? The employer pays it. Here's why I think we need this. Just look at what Starbucks has done over the last three years. Unions began forming in 2021. There are hundreds of Starbucks unions. Starbucks only started negotiating last year. And basically they take a break, two-month break, all the time to begin negotiations. Judges have ruled that Starbucks has broken labor laws in negotiations over a hundred times. And clearly they're not feeling any pain from those rulings. They're not paying out giant penalties. So, what is the disincentive for a company to just say, Uh, Yeah, we'll we'll hold token meetings with you, but we're giving you nothing.
0: The the disincentive would be that you don't have those employees, that you have disgruntled employees, that it is bad PR, that it is you know. Starbucks doing all right right now? There's a whole well because people cannot give up their Starbucks habit. Yeah, you know the fastest way you can tell a company that you don't appreciate whether it's Amazon, Starbucks, whatever is to not support them. But people are not willing to do that. But under this particular bill, which I had a chance to just Google real quick um uh, the benefits for striking workers would essentially be socialized so the higher costs would be going to business owners who might not even employ these particular striking workers mm-hmm. so again i look at it and it's not that i'm against workers i think that uh, working conditions need to be but the the expectation to be paid while you strike i think is ludicrous
2: in 2011 When the CBA was up in the NFL and the players, the players were on strike and their battle was against the NFL. So the deal in place was, so you you have the players like, hey, we want better stuff. And the NFL is like, okay. But the NFL signed a deal with TV, right? And the TV rights were to pay the NFL owners no matter what. So even if there was no season the NFL owners and teams would still get paid. What kind of negotiation power do you think that the players had? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that type of off balance in that situation. So what I'm saying is, is that I don't like this rule because there is no way. Like, basically, anytime that you have a problem, mm-hmm. the, these, the employees will just walk outside and be
0: like, hey, we're striking. We're not coming How back. How long can
1: you make it on sixty percent of your paycheck?
0: Not long, which is exactly why you don't want to have a strike be extended, which would would mean then, then you need to go to the bargaining table and try to hammer out a deal. Because if again you have a hundred percent pay, what's your incentive to go back to work? But I you get don't get a hundred percent
1: just, pay on unemployment. Right? No. But you no, said you some don't.
0: of it would be coming through you, your union dues or you know, the union insurance right
1: this would be so, state unemployment so yes. i mean i think usually it's 60 to 75% depending on how much you make but right now we have workers that are making 1972 an hour or whatever and they can hold a walkout for an hour yeah. at the store yeah. or what, one day but they they don't make enough money to be, to go on strike for weeks and actually put pressure on the company
0: but what is the what is the goal of unemployment insurance and unemployment benefits yeah it's when out of no mm-hmm. fault of your own you lose, lose your job, your job. Yes. right? Yep. Yeah, absolutely, so in the case of a striking worker, mm-hmm. you are choosing to not work,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so I don't understand why you would expect to get that. Hole in the boat,
1: fastest way, but we'll agree to disagree. Moving on, I wanna, I wanna talk about you dub and uh, nepotism, I guess. The son of former Patriots coach Bill Belichick, Steve Belichick is his name, is now the defensive coordinator Uh, G, isn't it an advantage in life to have a famous parent who could open doors for you? Or do you think that would bring its own host of problems? (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that par for the course?
2: Isn't that what happens? Whether it's the NFL, whether it's corporate America, you hire your friends, you hire people you know. Look, I would argue and say that most hiring decisions aren't made off of just random resumes. Most hiring decisions don't come across, "Oh, well, let me let me look and see who the best candidate is." Most of the time, you're going to open it up, but you already have a candidate in mind. In the NFL, it is notorious for this word, I can't remember the di- Oh, nepotism. Oh, my bad. There it, is. there it is. Yeah, yeah, it is notorious for that Ursula. It yeah. happens all the time. This so, is why the Suns... The father, the uncle, the friend, is all through the NFL.
0: So it it reeks of nepotism all over the place in the league. But your question was: Let's say you're
1: Steve. Okay. Let's say you're Steve. Would you rather be born Steve and have the door to the NFL and you know the NCAA football open to you by your dad, yet still have to deal with the fact that people look at you and say, "I know exactly where you came from and how you got here."
0: See, I think that. Steve would have a harder time convincing others, convincing. It it might get him in the door. It might get him that opportunity. But I think the the hill to climb is much steeper because now he has to prove to everybody that he is worth it versus that he just got the job because he is related to someone with a big name. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that that would be. And you you think it's a higher bar. It is a higher bar. I think you have to prove yourself.
1: (sighs) I think it might be a higher bar for your hiring manager in some cases, but I don't want to be Steve. I think that would be the worst thing in the world. to be handed something like that. I'm sure he worked very, very hard. But the fact is, you got a door thrown open wide for you. And no matter what, you're never going to be as good as your dad, who's one of the best football coaches in the history of the game. You're always going to be compared to that person, no matter what you do. You're going to be a shadow of your father. And I cannot imagine having to go through life with that hanging over my head. I think that would be awful. Dr. Dr.
2: Martin Luther King's dad wanted him only to work and be his assistant pastor in the church. He did not want him to go and be a pastor at his own church. Really? And and Dr. King did not listen to his dad because he was tired of being in the shadows of his dad. Mm, He shares the same name as his dad. And his dad was upset with him for going to do that. Wow.
1: Okay, I want to follow up on this story out of uh, Central Florida in a private school which, uh, kicked this mom out of their parking line, uh, because she had a giant decal on the back of her windshield that advertised her adult only fans account. Well, not only she's, has she been kicked out of the parking line, she is, her kids have now been kicked out of the school. Uh, the school apparently expelled them. No explanation given to local media. Ursula, do you think that goes too far? She was picking her kids up across the street so people couldn't see the decal.
0: Okay, so she did what the school said initially. Yeah, don't bring
1: your car on school property yeah. to advertise your adult content.
0: If I'm only basing it on what you have shared, and yes. because I have not read further into this, if I'm just basing it on the facts as stated right now, I would say the school's gone too far. Then their their morality clause is much more important than actually educating children. Why take it out? The The mother has already done what you said you needed her to do, got herself out of the uh, pickup line. Yeah. But her kids need an education, and to do this in the middle of... We're in February right now? Yeah. I mean, you have to... Smack it's middle. Very, yeah, very disruptive, and I think the school has gone too far. Uh,
2: if I have a... Um I'd say that I have a lot of experience when it comes to private schools. It's the only thing I've ever gone to. I never attended any public school my life in my life, and my kids went to a private school. And so the, if, of all the good and bad things that I say about private schools, and off the air is usually when I really tell Ursula and Chef my bad things about a particular school, there's also good things about it as well. If there's one thing I've learned about, Private schools, they will give you f- real fair warning.
0: Yeah, they don't want to lose. They don't want you or your money. <laughs> and 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 they, and they because, care more. Yeah. And they care more about
2: your money. Yeah. But in this case, I bet you, I would, I would just, I bet that they pulled the mom to the side and they said, "We can't have this. We can't have this." And I think she defied it and was like, "I'm not doing that." Do you see how much money? I'm making off of not listening to you. So you go ahead. Yeah, kick, there's got to be more to the story. And, and the fact that you kick us out, oh, I'm going to make even more money. So somebody right now, listening to the and Ursel Show, one person at least is going to look this story up online and go find that OnlyFans page.
1: I'm not giving her name for a reason. I think, gee, you are bang on. Because I am sure what happened initially is she was picking up the kids with the car, the decals on the back, administration comes to the mom and says, hey, you know, we've gotten some complaints, this is really sensitive, but uh, we can't have you doing that, so can you just pick up the kids in your husband's car? Or go across the street, right? That could have ended the conversation. Instead, she goes to local media, and she's like... I've been discriminated against. She makes it a giant story. Now her kids, imagine the experience they're going through every day at school with the OnlyFans mom. She's decided to profit off of her kids' pain in school. Yeah, get those kids out of the school. I'm glad they kicked him out. They can go somewhere else. Maybe, just maybe, the kids at the new school won't figure it out until her mom, their mom pulls in with a decal on the back. Yet again, it is in the local media again, but who knows? Maybe that those kids... Yeah kids' college educations will be paid for. That is ridiculous. Yeah,
0: it it is. Someone pointed out, 425 says, Ursula, it's a private Christian school. They can get the kids out of school. Uh, And you're correct. But again, looking at it, if it's only based on the only What she shared with the local media. Exactly. And now she's parking across the street to appease that whole situation and the kids are still kicked out, then I'm thinking that the school are too And
2: by the way, if... Not that you guys care, but I'm just going to offer it up. If I'm in charge of a private school and I have a situation where a parent has a OnlyFans sticker in the, 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 the uh, pickup yeah. and, and drop and off causing line. causing
0: a lot of disruption.
2: And, I mean, even if it doesn't cause disruption, it's going to cause some problems because you know you going to have some people looking that up. <laughs> I am going to call that parent into the office and say, you can't do that
1: straight up just wait till it happens at a public school when the public school can't tell her not to do that
0: <laughs> well that's where you're gonna be Ooh. going you're gonna go to a public school it's probably gonna not nearly be as scandalous
1: no because
2: <laughs> at, the, at, at the private school everybody know everybody you know what I mean And you, I just want to just say this Ursula could you imagine showing up the fourth grade and the kids in your class are saying "Ooh, I saw your mama
0: mm-hmm. that would be
2: devastating that yeah, would Mike Salk joins us to talk about the big games.
0: This is the G and Ursula show. Happy fresh Friday to all of you. Of course, Super Bowl is on Sunday and this year's game is expected to obliterate betting records. I just saw that headline. One in four Americans plan to bet on the game on Sunday. You going to bet? No, but I'm betting that Mike Saul from Seattle Sports 710 has a predicted winner. Hi, Mike. Mm. Hello. How are you? <laughs> good. So give us a preview of the game. What should we expect?
3: Oh, man, um, I think it's a pretty good football game. Uh, I think these have been two of the better teams throughout the year. I mean, uh, you know, along with maybe the Ravens and a couple of others. You know, I think San Francisco's the best team. I think that until you beat Patrick Mahomes, then – you know, you haven't beaten Patrick Mahomes and he's not going to just go quietly. So mm-hmm. it's not Patrick Mahomes against the Niners, but in a lot of ways, it, it kind of feels that way heading into this one.
2: Well, there's a lot going on with this game, and Patrick Mahomes, of course, has been the uh, favorite at, at, all, at all times. What is it about the Kansas City Chiefs, Mike, that they seems like this year it was kind of they weren't really as great as they've been in the past, and then all of a sudden the playoffs start, and it's like boom, there goes the Chiefs again. How does that happen? Well, I I think it's that guy you just mentioned, that Patrick Mahomes character
3: once again. I mean it. it it feels more like than some of his other championship teams that he's sort of, excuse me, that he's sort of dragging them along with him to to try to get to this title as opposed to, you know, being all together and everybody contributing. He's got a little decent defense and he's got some guys on the offensive line and Travis Kelsey's still there and, it's not just him, but gosh, at times it has felt like his wide receivers have been out to sabotage his efforts, and you know they're just not as much of a complete team as San Francisco is, and we'll see whether or not that ends up you know a factoring into how this game
0: ends during the preseason. These two teams were predicted pretty much to kind of end up exactly where they are. Is that correct?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think there were a couple of other teams in in especially in the a f c that could have been there. Right, I mean, I think you know people thought more of the Bengals. We thought the Ravens. We thought the Bills. But yeah, I mean, these were two of the favorites who ended up getting to the to the final
0: game. Okay, I want to get into non-game related stuff because that's what I really care about. Mm. <clears throat> Are you going to a party, Mike?
3: No, in fact, so my wife and kids. I usually just hang out with them for and for the uh, for the Super Bowl. And I do. I make a seven-layer dip which is great. I love making a seven-layer dip. But this year, my my wife and girls are out of town. My parents are here in town with me, and they're from Boston, so they don't eat any of the seven layers in a seven-layer dip. I don't think that there was a Mexican restaurant in Boston until like five years ago.
0: Okay, so, wait. I want, I'm wondering why G was laughing. You you, you laughed really rather audibly there, G, well, about seven Well, because I'm trying to
3: dip. figure out what I can eat with my dad oh. on on the Super Bowl, and he Wings. has a very limited menu. Have you ever had like dinner with a toddler?
0: <laughs> um, that would be correct. Yes. Yes.
3: Okay, so that's kind of what it's like. Um, no fish, no vegetables, no I mean, you can kind of go through the list of things he won't eat, but as long as there's like maple syrup and sugar and stuff, then it's fine. so I've gotta come up with a Super Bowl meal that works for him.
0: you know what you know what the solution is on that one, Mike hmm. he brings what it is that he wants to eat.
3: Well, no, I can't make him do that. I mean, he flew up from from Phoenix for this, so I can't make him bring the food. But the suggestion we're working with right now is to start with ketchup and then see what things you can dip in ketchup. Chicken nuggets. Yes, exactly. Yeah, dino nuggets and that type of thing. I think it's probably what we're looking at for the Super Bowl.
2: Now, Mike... You knowing me, you know me very well. We, we, the best
3: part of this, by the way, G, is that my dad is standing 10 feet from me as I'm talking about this. Oh, oh, he's, oh! He's offered me one of his five fingers. That's interesting. Hey. I'm not going to tell you which one, but yeah. one of them has popped up. That's
2: my Do word. Do me a favor and tell my main man, Larry Salk, I say what's happening. <laughs> uh, you okay. he heard that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, old oh, Larry Salk. Hey. Real quick, well, especially once he heard your big
3: news, G. Now, now he feels like he th- that's
2: what I'm saying, Larry. You and I are cool together, and when you brought up the seven layer, I'm going to tell you why I was sitting here laughing. This is what I was really laughing about. I thought Mike Salk was bringing up the seven layer dip because that's something that he would make in his household.
0: He said he makes. Th- yeah, that's exactly I know. what And I, I thought
2: he was trying to connect with me because now we're cousins a little bit. Oh. Right. Twenty one percent of me is a connection with him.
0: Oh, okay, but but the seven layer dip was Mexican. Yeah,
2: but it's made a lot in Mike's white, household. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It,
0: you're Mexican saying it's a white delegation fly. kind of ah, yeah. Okay, Bingo. gotcha. Okay, gotcha. Like, like Cinco de Mayo right, does yeah. not happen in Mexico. <laughs> yeah. I I just decided I was gonna I'm gonna offer Filipino food. Mm-hmm. And it's already a hit on our text line. Real quick,
2: before you go, Mike, I do have to talk about this. I I, I know you you're off work right now, and I know you don't want to talk about it, and this is something that you're going to be talking about a lot on Monday. Um, The Seahawks uh, plan to hire a defensive coordinator. uh, Aiden Durd, he was the D-line coach for the uh, Dallas Cowboys, and he was born in England, played in NFL Europe, and now he is going to be the new member of Mike McDonald's staff. Um, I know you're going to wait and research that and do all that kind of stuff, but uh, defense is going to be a big deal for the Seahawks this next coming season.
3: Yeah, and that position probably, as you know, isn't nearly as big a hire as who they get to come in and run the offense. Because right. new coach, Mike McDonald, is going to be really in charge of the defense. He'll call the plays, and that's really you know, kind of what he's here to do. By the way, he's going to join us. Uh, Brock and I got our first chance to interview him Monday morning at 930, so we're looking forward to getting to meet Coach McDonald. But, yeah, I mean, look, they got to go through and fill out an entire new coaching staff. They're not retaining many people. From from Pete's uh, from Pete's group. So yeah, you're looking at uh, everything likely to change in the way this team operates.
2: Well, Mike, you you guys have a great weekend. Um, I, I can you just tell Larry this if he can hear me, tell Larry that I thought that today that I was going to have some brownies. So if he can yeah. find out what happened to the brownies, now how did they not make it from Arizona? I don't know. Yep.
3: It's entirely possible that he ate them before uh, before they got onto the plane.
2: Mm-hmm. No love for me. His mom, no. Mike Salk's mom makes awesome brownies. Oh,
0: yeah. I've, I've had some, actually. Yeah, and in. they were yes. supposed
2: to come up, but they didn't make it.
0: Mm. Hey, do's and don'ts for a Super Bowl party. What's your top don't, Mike? Like, what you should you uh, not do at a Super Bowl party?
3: Don't talk during all the commercials
2: because, you know, you want to watch the commercials. Part of the fun. There you Good go. One. And you got to do for us? Do, uh, bring something, obviously. There you, there go. you go. There you go. Mike so Salk. Empty-handed. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great weekend, my friend. All right, guys. All right. that Thank is you. That is Mike Salk. You can hear his show weekdays, 6 to 10, on our sister station, 7 to 10 a.m. Make sure you guys go out and check out the Seattle Sports Station, best sports show in America, coming up next Whoa. Text messages, feedback, and then we'll have Ursula's words to live by. It's Jen Ursula. Ursula, happy fresh Fridays to all of you. Ursula, you want to start us off?
0: Sure. On the proposal in Olympia to uh, increase the cap to up to 3% for property tax increases to allow cities and counties to uh, increase the cap without voter approval. Sue in Woodinville says, I have to scrape to pay them now. I will have to sell my house if this tax bill goes through. I am retired.
2: Oh, wow. Jay in Lewis County says, my property taxes seem to far outpace inflation. One property we own went up over 100% in taxes last year from under 4 k to over 8 k This is done by raising the value Value of the property. Hard to believe the county doesn't get some of this raise, thinking
0: we might have to sell. Wow. Uh, 808 says, I agree with Ursula. If the public voted for the 1% cap, which, yes, did happen, then an increase should be up for public vote as well. Also, why is increasing taxes always the only solution for funding? Why is public enterprise never part of the discussion when we throw money away constantly when private contractors regularly change, charge way more for government contracts?
2: Do's and don'ts for your Super Bowl party. Brian in Bellevue says, if there is a small pizza next to the bigger ones, that may be somebody's vegan pizza and is their only source of food that evening. Succeed where I have failed and do not eat any of the small pizza.
1: (laughs) That's funny.
0: Oh, Because you will hear from that vegan later on. Uh, Jeffrey on Fashion Island says, don't come empty handed my friends and I say, knock with your feet. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Um,
2: 425 (laughs) says, my brother-in-law is the guy who talks through the whole game about the game, but knows nothing about the sport. He was 100% sure that the red line on the field was moved every time (laughs) it was shown on TV. I have never heard a Super Bowl party get so quiet. He will never live that down.
0: And then Christian says, if you're hosting, have air freshen or a burning candle in the (laughs) bathrooms.
2: G says you can't root for the 49ers and their fans are awful. I didn't say their fans were awful. (laughs) Didn't you? No, but, you know, that's what happens. Nathan Kirkland says if the Niners win, it validates how hard it is to win in this division. The NFC West is the toughest division in the NFL.
0: Allie in Tacoma says, God, my best friend married a Niners fan, and they are insufferable. <laughs> <laughs> Should
2: striking workers be able to collect unemployment? Noel says, receiving unemployment while being on strike is crap, in my opinion. And I've been on two 40-plus-day strikes. Not being paid when you are on strike is part of the cost of business as an employee. I feel for the smaller groups who strike, but that's
1: life.
0: And then Nick says, these companies pay poverty wages knowing that the workers wouldn't be able to sustain themselves for an extended strike. Throwing those workers a lifeline would incentivize those companies to make a good faith bargains with the workers because they know they would be able to go the distance if need be.
2: I'm not going to say the name. Oh, oh, so, oh, anonymous in Everett. Thank you. My wife works as an engineer for Boeing and she told me years ago that the way Boeing set their targets is only to make more planes than Airbus and that their focus is on quantity and not quality and that they have a lot of safety issues at the assembly line.
0: And uh, this, these comments are regarding the whistleblower or uh, someone who spoke anonymously who works up in the Everett plant who was saying that um, the company culture has changed. 425 says, hearing this just validates everything that I've said for 30-plus years there, but Boeing likes to label us as disgruntled employees. Well, I guess us disgruntled employees, we're right in the end. Hmm. <laughs> I had some
2: scenarios. My stepson, who's my age, does nothing all day in the house. And I share with my rich three decade older husband. (laughs) Gigi from Edmond says the step parents, the step, the step parent has absolutely no say, especially within, especially no say ever, especially within an adult child.
0: Is that true? Like a step, par- do you think that because if if someone who is an adult is living in your house, you're the step parent, you're married now to
1: goes through the dad.
2: If I mean, I, no, no, yeah. I'm with you, Ursula. If they live in that house, then that
1: step parent has you. a say. I
0: was gonna say, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Well, yeah. who's
1: responsible for talking to the in-laws? You or your spouse? Spouse, right?
0: Yeah. But I will, yeah. But you both need to be on the same page for sure. Mike in Portland says. The irony is that the stepson could have written the exact same scenario about his stepmom. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Ursula,
2: it's time. Words to Live By, brought to you by Wilcox Farm. And
0: this is because it is a fresh Friday. We're heading into the weekend. And listener Tom was so sweet and said such kind things to us and said that he wishes we could also work on the weekend so he could keep listening. Um, But we will be back on Monday. But in the meantime, here's a great quote. Every moment of your life is like a picture you've never seen and images that will never be seen again. So enjoy your life and make every moment beautiful. I hope that your weekend is full of beautiful moments. Love you Mm -hmm. and we'll see you on Monday. That's
1: right. Good stuff, Ursula. Good stuff. <laughs> Brother Nick? Well, another week is in the books with parties up ahead for a game that most will watch while others wait for ads instead. But no matter how you take it in with friends at someone's home, there are signs of courtesy that you should follow when you roam. And a perfect script to follow would be the tips that we gave out by removing dirty shoes and avoiding the gassy chili route.
2: Ooh, that's me.
1: Now, it's okay if you think that spicy chili is allowed. Just do all the folks a favor and open a window for the crowd. I think I'm going to go with some barbecue (laughs) instead. Just end the show (laughs) with the fart (laughs) Joe. All right. So, I need to ask
2: this. Mm. Because myself, Ursula and Chef, on Monday morning at 7 o'clock, we will have our production meeting. And in that meeting, we will be discussing what to talk about. How heavy... Should we go on what happened in the big game, and or commercials,
1: and or halftime, Ursula? How heavy should we go?
0: Not, not as heavy as we were today.
1: Do you want radical honesty? Yeah. Yeah. If I have to hear someone ask and answer the question about best Super Bowl halftime show ever, I don't even know what I'm going to do. Mm. That's not a shot. It's just honest.
0: Yeah. It is honest, but it's also spoken as a true producer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Ursula, have a good weekend. You too. Chef, have a good weekend. Thanks, Nick, buddy. have a good you weekend. Too, and uh all of you guys have a good weekend too. The Jack and Spike show, they come up next. I wonder if those two are gonna be hanging out together for the big game. We appreciate you for listening. Love you for that. And as always, be kind. Hope you have as much fun as we have. So long, everybody.